This team does everything fucking backwards. They do. They absolutely do. Everything backwards. Oh, oh, let's oh, let's let's get a like let's get a nice little two game winning streak, right? When we don't want to be winning. Oh, let's beat the Celtics on national TV. Yeah, it. for shits and giggles. I love oh, it. What's the difference between thirty-two percent to keep our top four pick and twenty percent? That's only twelve percent. That's like nothing. God, Bulls fans are fucking dumb. <laughs> That's, that's the final. That's the final right there. Uh, the Bulls win tonight. Pull three games within Washington for the 10th seed. And uh, I could not be more ticked off right now. Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us. This is the Stretch 4. We are the Bulls Outcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. Uh, gentlemen, either of you, please take the floor and share happiness with our fellow Bulls fans right now. And I will just sit here and stew in my misery because apparently I am one of the few who understands what the fuck is going on right now and is upset about this result. But please, enjoy yourselves. Go ahead. He's so kind. Well, thank you, Matthew. Hi, everyone. I'm Big Dave. That's John. Um, Yeah, Bulls get another win. Zach looked really nice tonight. I was very happy watching Vooch get a triple-double because uh, I hadn't seen him do that since he got here. This is the second night in a row the Bulls look like a professional NBA team. Uh, they played with a really nice pace. In both of those games, I was really proud to see that. Uh, just good to see Zach back and actually look comfortable and things like that. And just watching Kobe White actually dispel the notion that people that Sadoransky needed to start by actually coming out here and doing what he does, and that's score the basketball when he's around a bunch of good players. That looked good, too. Uh, watching Pac- Patrick Williams actually be aggressive and realize that you know, he's bigger and stronger than a lot of people. Like when, when he fought off Marcus Smart, which a lot of people in this league can't do, even though Marcus Smart, you know, is shorter and smaller, but I've seen him be tougher than a lot of people out there. He couldn't do that with Patrick Williams. That dude was a, a freaking rock. So just watching that and watching the ball movement tonight, it, w- it was fun, man. You got a nice victory on these guys. Um, I know Matt hates it. Uh, he can't stand it because we don't raise our tank chances, but 5% to get to, what, 32 uh, but, you know, yay, I'll take it. We'll take this victory. I'm cool with it. I'm going to trust AKME all day long, and I'm going to trust whatever they would like to do. So, yeah, that's me. Peck, when I started out doing comedy in 1978 in L.A., <laughs> yeah. it was the comedy store. Comedy was, store. Yes. I would do the comedy <laughs> store, and then it didn't matter how good you were at the comedy store. It was Johnny. Johnny was the guy. And if you had one shot on national TV, five minutes with Johnny, mm-hmm. your career was made. Or like I did when I did in 1978, I bombed. My career was over. Sorry, sorry. To hear but that. if you are on national TV and you can show out national TV, that is always a good thing. And that's why this is a win for a team that is broken, that doesn't even understand winning, that cannot spell winning. Zach Levine is now in this like weird, like stats of like great players who played forever and can never get to the playoffs. <laughs> and they're like showing guys from the Blazers from like the 60s. Like, I feel like you're right. Let's be clear. Yes. You are right. You, you, that you have the correct, like it's what, this is one of those things where it's like, Hey, I know I shouldn't have this glass of wine and eat the steak tonight, but let's eat, drink and be married tonight for tomorrow. We die and we'll die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, and, 
thank you for that. But that's how that's how I live my actual life <laughs> outside of my sports family. Any, I, any, you are reckless. Anytime I want a steak and a glass of wine, I have a steak and a glass of wine. Breakfast. Because you know what? Life is short. Drive fast, leave a sexy corpse. Oh, Florida oh, Stanley. Florida yeah. Stanley. Florida Stanley. I live that. by that shit. Florida Stanley greater than Date Mike. But and I live by that. And, and see, and I, and I think a shout out to Evan in the comments who brought up this up earlier tonight because he said, like, yeah, I, I, it drives me crazy when Bulls fans call me a bad fan. For rooting for them to lose, and That's it's a good like fan. I'm good not love. rooting for them to lose. I am rooting for them to be in the best position to win moving forward. This season, it's done. It's over. Don't talk to me about the play-in. Hey, we played well. Got a win on national TV. Zach got a post-game interview. That's cool. Kobe showed out on national TV. That's cool. You know what I want? I want deep playoff runs and fucking championships. I don't want a tenth play-in imaginary playoff. That means dick to me. Precisely <laughs> dick. Like like Will Smith's skills when he joins the crew in Men in Black. It means precisely dick to me, okay? And the amount of Bulls fans who call other Bulls fans shallow fans or not real fans, when they know and recognize and try to tell other Bulls fans it's in their best interest to lose, oh, we're, oh I'm not a real fan. Excuse me. Do you host a Bulls podcast five days a week, 365 days a year? Get them. Then don't call me a bad Bulls fan or a shallow Bulls yeah, fan. You're, you're a good bullshit. Bulls fan. And it pisses me off. 365. Because I'm the Christmas. one who's paying attention to numbers and wants those numbers to benefit us this summer and next season. Oh, but yeah, we'd much rather have a meaningless win over the Celtics tonight because that was so much fucking fun. I don't even brush my teeth 365. <laughs> people don't even shower 365 and i love my dude i shower but I, I, no i, I said people i didn't say you i said oh, people. Yeah. some people I don't need to shower showering. 365 showers are awesome by the way make sure you shower guys and brush your teeth we're the, we're the second generation of showers in the world isn't that crazy yeah. to think about <laughs> 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 like it's it's such a new thing <laughs> But that's that. That's the man. That is an excellent point. He's just he's like, dude. I can call me a bad fan. Yeah, We're talking the, about this team every day, and not just locked on Bulls. He does it here. You know, yeah. also he's doing yeah. it here. Also, that's a great Matt point. lives and breathes the Bulls. In fact, when Matt skips a game to not watch, when like he has like I don't know a wedding or something legitimate, he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not making this. February Bulls game because my because <laughs> because my brother is getting married and I'm the best man but I'll try to stream it from my phone from the church like right. like <laughs> you you cannot you cannot question Matt's intellect and understanding of how uh, things work Correct. and Correct. his fandom. Correct. You, can, you you can also like not enjoy like you don't like the feeling of cheering against the Bulls mm -hmm. like that's a different thing than right. to say the idea is Correct. dumb. Absolutely. It takes an it takes a high, an, an intellectual person to do the thing that's tough to do. <laughs> right. And, and I true. said that on the podcast earlier today. I was like, I don't enjoy rooting for losses. It doesn't even matter if it's the tail end no. of a season where we know we're toast. I still don't. I didn't get any pleasure out of rooting for them to lose tonight. Like that little mini Many part of the fourth quarter where the Celtics hit that three and got it down to ten. I was like, yeah, you know, I was excited. I was fake giddy for a second. <laughs> you're you know? real giddy, real giddy. But I don't want to root for them to lose. <laughs> Thus, I would rather they win because that's more fun. 
And I know that they will have greater odds of being a winning team next season if they add talent next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talent is important in basketball, I've learned. Talent you know where important. they can talent find talent? In the top four of the draft! God, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, but they trade that for that second round, that first round pick. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> it's not the only way to get talent. I will say that. But yeah, you're right. That it- you can't get talent in the top four. But again, I'm going to go ahead and trust AKME and what they want to do because they haven't found talent in the top four. This is the first year they found real talent in the top four because they never really picked there before. So the fact that he was finding all that talent that Denver has outside mm. of the top four and outside of big lottery picks is the reason why I don't really I don't have that worry and that concern. And again, that's not that's not debating you because you're right. You find better talent in the top four. Yeah, absolutely right. That's not me saying that. I'm just saying I'm gonna trust them and how they want to do things. So yeah, that's 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 only where my faith is right now is in the front office, which is something I haven't been able to say in quite a long time. The only you're you're absolutely right. The only thing though, you're winning and the pick are not a one-to-one correlation or even a causation of each other. Like you could still lose and not get the pick. Sure. You can still win and get the pick. Sure. Like that's the only I think that's like the only criticism which you a acknowledge and are fully aware of and right. you yeah. say all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like that, that's but that, that <laughs> yeah. is as far as of a critique, I feel like is like you deserve. That's it. I, and it's not I that much. I saw something the other day or early this morning being like, Oh, come on, like the Bulls have as much of a chance. Uh, to get that top four pick as that Chinese rocket crashing into United Center. And I was like, so so you're telling me there's a 26 to 32% chance that that Chinese rocket crashes into the United Center? That seems like kind of a big deal and something the city of Chicago should be concerned about. Because 26 to 32% odds of something happening is fairly significant. And that's why it drives me crazy when a Bulls fan is like, oh, whatever. We're, like, what? what's the matter if we win a couple of these games? We're not going to – oh, how how often recently have the Bulls messed up tanking when they were not, not so subtly trying to tank? We weren't trying yeah. to tank this season, but we found ourselves in a position after a trade deadline that messed up the rotation and had to deal with all these variables and a 11-game Zach Levine absence. We found ourselves in a position that losing, once again, was in our best interest. And 20% and 32% are different. Which one's higher? Give me that one. And it's just something that both say, it's like, oh, 20, 32, whatever. And it's like, uh, no. Do you realize when the Bulls got lucky in 2008 and got the rights to draft Derrick Rose number one overall, they did so with a 1.7% chance of getting that number one pick. And you're talking about a difference from 20% if the Bulls win a couple more games here, God God forbid even falling down into the teens percentage-wise, to lose out and secure a 32% chance at a top-four pick. It's it's Wendell or I'm not a mathematician. Think about that. I am the hardest thing in the world from a mathematician, but I understand those fucking numbers. That's for damn sure. It's it's drafting Wendell or drafting Luca. That's That's the issue. Uh, I like Lakina saying, question Matt's sanity at times, but don't ever question his sanity. That's fair. That's, Thank that. you. <laughs> That's totally fair. And I'm I would le- even say I'm legit he's, insane. <laughs> he's not insane. Like if it comes to an argument and it, he's thought it through more than you have, I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> don't don't go up against Matt's brain, you'll lose. Don't go up against Dave's heart. Don't go up against my gallbladder. 
Oh wait, I don't have one. You gone. Hey guys, what I got? What, hey, let me know if we can do Mavs Corner. I got two Mavs trivia for you. I wanna, Mavs oh, trivia? Okay. Hey, I want to ask you. I, Hit so, me. I'm sick of talking about the Bulls. If the Mavs win tonight, they will win the division. When was the last time they won the division? Ooh. I better look this up. I'm kind of guessing. The Mavs won the division. Can I can Man. I ask a question? Yeah. Was was Dirk on the team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, when Dirk won MVP. 2007. Yeah. All right. That's your answer. I'll take that. I want to say I remember them not winning the division when they won the title in 2011. That's fair. You're right. That's a good call. Um, and the question is, did they win the division at any point after winning that title? And I want to say no. Mm -hmm. I will guess. Two thousand six. Very good guesses. You guys were both in the right. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Oh, I was going to guess nine. I still would have been follow up. How many times have they won the, the Southwest Division? How many in the times history? in their history? In franchise, franchise history. And let me tell you when the Southwest Division was started. Let's see. It started in 2004. Oh, okay. I was going way back to this in my head. Uh, uh, okay. The one time. I was going back to Derek Harper in my head. Yeah, that was Midwest. Um, that was a Midwest Division, I think. Okay. Uh, 2004, it started. So I'll say twice. Only See, only four times. And I thought that was. I thought that was low. Four? Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought well, it this would be, be like one or three two. Times. Sorry, three times. This, if they do it, if they win tonight, this will be the fourth. Okay. Okay. But I was like, if you have Dirk on the team, like you guys, that's got to be worth something for I a swear. stupid division. For a stupid division win. I swear, talking to John, I would have never believed they were about to win the division tonight. I, <laughs> I swear. I, swear. I don't think that. I don't think they're that good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to in the West, man. They have Luca. They're could different. you imagine? Could you imagine if we were in a position of we had Luca and we were on our way to being the no. fourth or fifth seed in the East and being like, oh, no, we're just not that good. Do you know how many times I'm like, I wish we had Vooch? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, oh, Vooch, if Luca had Vooch or Zach, oh my god, All right. cash. Dude, what was Denver? Cash. What was what was Dallas's record when they got Luca? Oh, we we had the. It was a, it was one of our we had the like the we picked fifth in the in the lottery, but we would have picked higher, but we lost like a coin flip or something. Right. Um, but what was their regular season record though? I can look it up. Cause I don't remember them being I remember them being bad. Like because it was like what Dirk's last year or next to his last year or something like that. So I remember being in a, around. Right. Yeah, we were twenty four yeah. and fifty eight. There you go. Dirk, and, Dirk right. and Luca overlapped for a year, didn't they? For one year, yeah. Yeah, for one year. It's super. Yeah. It's, super it's like when you see like pictures of like Charlie Chaplin with like Steve Martin. You're like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they should have known each other. Like, played together. You're like, it was like it was like seeing yeah. Anderson Barajao on the court yes. the other night. And you're I like, can't wait, believe that. Yeah, what on. is that? Why? What, what year is it? What? what? Is he what, what freaking year is it? What, what is he? That's crazy. I mean, and I think there's some fans who see that with Tibbs in former Bulls players, where they're like, mm. "Like you're like, I hold mean, on, he's still playing yeah. with Taj and Derek." Like, yeah, but they contribute. Like, because that was yeah, they contribute. 
that was, I mean, it, they were together more recently than a decade ago. Yes. But the team that Bulls fans think of, 10-11, went to the conference final. That right. was now a decade ago. A decade. Mm-hmm. Which is decade. crazy, and it makes me sad. It makes me feel old and bitter about so much in life. <laughs> is that uh, true? That's a real question I have. But, that? like, there's sadness when you think about that team. Oh, yeah. Unfulfilled potential. Is it because of the injury or because of not winning? Like so, like let's say there's no injury. I mean, it's the injury. But they still I, have to go I, against LeBron and lose. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have them. I didn't have them beating LeBron. So for me, it's the injury. And it may have been torturous to go up against LeBron's teams for years after that with a healthy Rose, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, um, he earned that torture though. It would. It could have been torturous to see them go up against him, whether it be Miami or Cleveland, and continuously lose. But there was. And I don't know if you feel the same way, Big Dave. Mm-hmm. The amount of excitement and passion I felt rooting for that team, the Derek Joakim, you know, Luol Tajiers, was the most passionate I'd felt about wanting the Bulls yep. to win since 1998. No question. And it was like, it was remembering how much I cared about the team as a kid mm-hmm. and being like, oh my God, like I forgot how much fun it is when this entire city and myself are it was stepped up in a good Bulls team. And goddamn, they were a fun David to root for against the LeBron Goliaths. Yeah. Like, when, when we would beat Miami or Cleveland in a regular <sighs> season game, it was meant like, something. Yeah! yeah. It meant something. I, I remember mm. that regular season game when they broke Miami's streak. And oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That, and Derek how huge. Hurt. When Derek was hurt. Exactly. And how game winning streak. Was. And Nate Robinson was like, nah, how about you take that L? Right. On national TV. <laughs> like, it was Nate such Robinson. a huge, huge game. And that, those are one of the things you think of. Like, And honestly, I, w- I, I wouldn't have been mad to go up against LeBron and, and lose and, you know, have those opportunities. I, I wouldn't have been mad at that. I just wanted the opportunity. You know, you just wanted mm-hmm. to see it because you know what this team earned right. and they deserve to be against that kind of greatness they earned that right to be at that level at that kind of greatness nobody else was better than them it was only the heat i was fine with that because i wanted to compete and let's see if we could do it let's see what we can add let's do it again let's see what we can add you know what i mean because anything could happen but yeah that's the only sadness about it john is i know without Derek, uh none all that was taken away from us and we have to celebrate regular season victories because of it you know what i mean it's like when the people say like prime rose and it's like we never saw prime rose. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling them all the time. We never, we saw, never saw, we saw, it. saw We never saw prime rose. We right. saw um, we, we saw it not even close. Right. That honestly is the funniest thing to me when I look at NBA fans on Twitter this year being like I don't get it. Like, yeah, Julius Randle has made a big step and he's really good, but like like how are the Knicks this good? How do they have this many wins? And I was like Psst. Regular season Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Turns out he's pretty good. That's what he does. Turns out he, when Derek, he, the MVP, tore his ACL, it didn't matter. And he kept stacking up wins and beating the Heat or the Cavs or the Spurs or whoever the regular season with yep. DJ Augustine and and John Lucas the third and Nate Robinson. CJ Watson. <laughs> Watson. Watson. This dude was is a point guard coach like like i had never seen before like the trash he took at point guard and just turned into gold would, would just blow my mind it didn't matter who was playing point guard for the Bulls. the man had bellinelli out there playing point 
I love and, 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 and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. Like it was insane. No, he's an incredible regular. Speaking of coach. Bellinelli, that was one of my favorite low-key moments from the Derek is injured Tibbs Bulls years. Nationally televised game against the Celtics. Bellinelli hit that ridiculous falling yes. away fadeaway. How did he hit that? <laughs> I don't know how he hit that. I still don't know. Yeah, Shout was, out Marco Bellinelli. What yeah, a guy. That was fun oh, stuff, man. Fun I'm stuff. super Italian now, so I love him. Congratulations. Belly, belly. <laughs> belly. <laughs> how were those uh how were those quicks Italians the other day, John? Yeah, it was so good. good. Yeah. yeah. I grew up I grew up thinking I was forty five percent Italian. Uh-huh. I got joined through to be five. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you get wait, where'd you get forty five from? Well, because like Sabine is like they're like old Italian. Like and like okay. my dad would tell me stories and like I was like, oh, I'm it, it super tired. Sabine, eh? Yeah. We were <laughs> We were there before the Romans, like that kind of Italian. And like <laughs> and I was like, five percent? Oh god. So I'm, I'm leaning into it though. I'm gonna be super town builder, I get. Wow. That's impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. Abondanza. <laughs> right. right. Let's uh, on that note, let's get out of here and let people get uh get off to their what? enjoying Lakers their Blazers. Uh, Lakers players on deck. Enjoy that. Um guys, not only to you, my dear friends John and Dave, but to everybody hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for giving me a safe space to vent. Um I feel better now. <laughs> After getting that off my chest, and I will deal with the fact that the Bulls won by twenty on national TV tonight. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll make peace with it. We'll move on. Yes. We'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I we'll guess. still get our pick. The Pistons. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. We're gonna win. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna beat the Pistons. We're gonna beat the Raptors. We're not beating the Pistons. Zach can have a four-game winning streak for the first time in his career. His career. Yeah. Career. You heard what I said, right? Career. I'll, I'll feel better if the Blazers beat the Lakers. That will make me feel better. Mm. Come on, Dave. Mm. Do it. Uh, as always, Foul Up Bulls podcast feed. Get these ah. episodes podcast for. Subscribe to. Check out Foul Up Bulls on YouTube to find these archived video episodes. Thanks to our guy, C-Dub, as always. Thanks Ooh. to you, our fellow Bulls fans, for hanging out with us tonight. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you in a couple of days for the fifth to last Bulls yeah. game. Thank I'm Felicio. That's what five means. Wave. Wave.